So as a kid, um, yeah, you're excited to go different places and you don't know um, the impact that's having. But later on, I talked to friends and they would say, oh, my gosh, you got to go here. You got to go there. You you did this and you did that. But it it was great for conversation starters. But what I found out was when I got um, later in life, when I got back and started working with you, they didn't have that same experience. Um, And so that exposure is key for confidence. Um, Even though I didn't have a whole lot of confidence growing up, even going to those places, but it did allow me to be able to understand, or at least I'll say this, recognize um, when somebody else in the room was talking about a certain place. Welcome to the Turning Points Podcast with Dr. Samuel Jones. This podcast was created and designed to highlight tools and strategies to help you succeed in work and life by creating turning points to enhance your aim. On the Turning Points Podcast, we go deep to heighten your awareness, awareness. enhance your imagination, imagination, and develop strategies to attack your mission. Mission. And now, here's your host, Dr. Samuel Jones. All right, welcome to today's show. I'm excited today to uh, have a guest on who is doing some great work, and I know she is helping helping people create turning points. So who do I have on the show today? I have Alicia Booth. She is an uh, education and community advocate. Um, she is currently the center coordinator for the Mississippi Community Education Center, which serves about nine counties in the Mississippi Pine Belt region. Um, She has over 20 years of experience in the legal field, and she serves on the board for several community organizations in which she has received a number of awards and honors. In 2007, Alicia founded uh, an organization called Country Kids, and that's country with a K rather than a C, and kids with a K rather than a, a, uh, well, a K. Um, so Country Kids is a nonprofit organization which serves several hundred youth throughout Mississippi. Um, it put on activities like ACT prep workshops, uh, annual teen leadership summits, a mentoring program, and other events designed to do these three things. Expose our youth to possibilities, equip and encourage youth for excellence in every area of their lives. Uh, she's married to Benjamin Booth. She's the mother of three kids. Uh, and she has three grandsons and Alicia's goal in life is to serve and inspire others to be and give them, give their best selves to God and humanity. Alicia, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Listen, I'm so excited to have you on. Of course, you know, I work with you with Country Kids and and uh, been a part of that organization. And I just love what you're doing with our youth. And, and I just really want to get you on the show and, and get you to just talk about, you know, your story and, and talk about how you came to um, create uh, an organization called Country Kids. So before we get into all that, tell me, tell me a little bit about Alicia and, and how she was raised and where she was raised and, and, and how you became the person you are today. Awesome. Thank you, first of all, for having me on today. I truly appreciate it, and I'm very humbled by the invitation. But I'm excited to share with your audience about um, what we do. Um, But as far as I'm concerned and how um, I was raised, I am a country girl. (laughs) Um, Born in Covington County, Mississippi, 
Okay. Um, grew up some in Jackson, and I currently live in Hattiesburg. So a Mississippi girl all my life. Um, but um, a part of the reason why I started Country Kids was during the summers, um, I had two awesome aunts that um, sent for me, mm. even from the time I was five years old. And they lived out of state. So I had a chance to travel and experience um, the rest of the United States, if you will. Um, Right. And upon getting to California, Detroit, wherever they resided, they in turn took me to different places. So that's a part of where the exposure in the country kids comes about. Um, So that's what I did early on. Graduated um, school in Jackson and now I'm in Hattiesburg. So listen, let, let, let's talk a little bit about this exposure, right? Because sometimes, uh, you know, as adults, we don't realize the importance of exposing our youth to different places and different people and different experiences. And so let, let's kind of focus on that a little bit. So even, you know, when you were young, you talk about your aunts coming and getting you and taking you to these different places. Tell me about the experience when you came back home and, you know, going to a place brand new, but then coming back home and like you're in that same environment. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, certainly. Um, So as a kid, um, yeah, you're excited to go different places and you don't know um, the impact that's having. But later on, I talked to friends and they would say, oh, my gosh, you got to go here. You got to go there. You you did this and you did that. But it it was great for conversation starters. But what I found out was when I got um, later in life, when I got back and started working with you, they didn't have that same experience. Um, And so that exposure is key for confidence. Um, Even though I didn't have a whole lot of confidence growing up, even going to those places, but it did allow me to be able to understand, or at least I'll say this, recognize um, when somebody else in the room was talking about a certain place. Um, it, it can be something as simple as an amusement park in California. Oh, I've been there, you mm. know, so right. um, it, it, it builds your confidence. And that's that's what I started to see in youth when I came um, back and started working with them through the NAACP. It's like, oh, my gosh, who's the one to give them that exposure? Who's the one to change um their self-esteem from that, um, just from being exposed to different places. Um, So that's why I chose the first pillar or value in our organization, if you will, exposure. That, to me, does so much more than any of the other two. Um, When you're talking about kids going to college, the way that they communicate and the way that they experience other individuals, Even their ability to even stay on campus is determined by how much they have been exposed to before arriving on that campus. And it can be so much as being exposed to that campus before getting there. Um, But when when working with youth, I noticed, you know, even a simple thing is being exposed to a a formal restaurant Mm. was key. Right. Uh, so we take all of those things into consideration when we're talking about exposing youth, because we want them to excel in every area of their lives. So for me, it was a matter of who's that aunt 
for the youth that are growing up today, if you will. Right, right. So, Alicia, so 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 talk to those parents out there who who may have kids and and they truly don't even understand you know, just the exposure concept, because maybe they didn't have that when they were growing up. And, and, you know, they may have that mentality, you know what, I made it the hard way and you need to figure out and make it the hard way too. kind of, kind of talk to those parents and, and help them understand the importance of what you're talking about right now. Oh, sure. So, you know, just talking to your parents, it's, if you have any desire to want to see your kids excel, just start working with them on the small things. I tell you, I talked to a young lady um, last week when we're starting our program here in Hattiesburg, and I asked her, where are some of the places that you would like to go as being a part of this mentoring group? And she's right here in Hattiesburg. And you know, her answer to me was to the mall. Wow. And, you know, you know the distance that right. others know the area when they have to travel to the mall. We're not talking about hundreds of miles. We're right. talking about across town. So exposure is something as simple as that. And for me, for that kid to experience the mall, then be able to go back to their middle school mm. and probably have a conversation with another youth um, about where they've been. So parents can start by, you don't necessarily have to buy from the mall, even though there's pressure, but it's just a matter of going, spending a day, letting the kids familiarize themselves with the stores that may be out there. And then talking about the things that are on the way. Um, You pass by a Starbucks, you know, this (laughs) is what this is, because that's the thing for colleges now. That's where you study. Right. Where you go outside. So, um, you know, I've had kids like, I don't know what that is. What do you do? How do you order from there? What is that about? Um, so and it can be there's so many free things that you can expose your kids to. There's um, the zoos always having things. Museums right. are always offering things. So I encourage parents to take them. If, if you're for whatever reason unable to. Find an organization that's nearby that you can get your child involved in that will assist you in being that village of giving them that exposure. You know, Alicia, I, I totally agree. I can remember in high school, I grew up in the Mississippi Delta. And to be honest with you, I didn't really have a lot of hopes and dreams until I experienced a basketball camp at the University of Southern Mississippi and uh, University of South Alabama. And I'll never forget it that when when we came back home, I just had this totally different perception about, um, you know, my grandmother's house, my family. It just gave me a bigger vision, not to say that I was limited, but I didn't have a clue as to what else was in the world. And and so I can definitely understand what you're talking about, exposing kids to different things. And and it's OK for them to ask, you know, what is this and how do you do this? Because they don't know. And um, that is that is that is so enlightening. And that's why I love the work that you're doing. So listen, let, let, let's talk about the equip piece. You, know, you talked about the exposure. So let's talk about the equip. So so what other kinds of things that you're doing to help students be equipped to uh, to expose themselves and, and to try those brand new experiences? So. After a um, a child has been exposed, as you just said, with visiting the campus of USM, it will spark a desire in them mm. for achievement or to do better. So that's where the equipment, once that desire has been sparked and you let us know, hey, I might want to do this. I think I want to choose this as a career. This might be the type of person I want to be. 
they right. to equip you with some tools to achieve that dream or that desire. So part of that may look like, hey, if you want to go to the university, your ACT score needs to be up. Mm-hmm. So let's get you some workshops that will help you with that. That's equipping you. Um, whether it's working with our college students to provide tutoring so that you're equipped to make the grades that you need in middle school, which leads to excellence in high school, thereby creating opportunities for you in college. Let's equip you in that manner. But back when we talk about exposure, we're talking about the social aspect, too. So let's equip you socially for how you are to act or um, how you conduct yourself when you are out in public, once you're on your own at college or wherever that may be. So let's equip you in that area as well. But also let's equip you with a spiritual foundation Mm. that you can thrive because there's no point in reaching all of those other desires if the foundation is not solid. It's it's your house is going to fall. So all of those areas make up the complete person. And for us to start as early as possible, letting youth know that you need all the quadrants of your life in place in order to be successful. And we're here to serve you and equip you to make that happen. You know, Alicia, I love that, uh, those, those components, because in every one of those components, you're talking about, um, you talked about the foundation and then you're talking about building upon the foundation. And, and I, you know, a lot of times I I hear talk about the importance of ACT. I don't know why that's so important. Um, the importance of ACT is the possibility of, of, of your students getting scholarships and, and all these kinds of things. And so it is so important because sometimes students don't even know what's out there that they can get. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, exposure, equipping, equipping you with, equipping you with um, what scholarships are available, available, equipping you with what schools may give you the best scholarship for your particular interest or your particular skill set. Let's let's equip you with that. Let's equip you on how you're to get there. Let's equip you for how, if you want to run for senior maid in high school or sophomore maid, let's equip you that your speech, mm. your, your campaign is correct. All of the things that you need to set yourself up for success, which is building your self-esteem and your courage to pursue greater things in life. Um, Equipping also comes down to, you know, our teen summit is something we use to equip. You've been an excellent part of that. And on our surveys to where, what did you enjoy the most? Dr. (laughs) Samuel Jones, it never fails. Um, So, you know, you understand what that equipping piece is because you do it so well, not only for you, but for us as adults also. Um, so when we put them in those type settings, it is it is to expose them to in, the individuals like yourself and the information that you have and your experiences, but also to equip them with that knowledge that you and others are so willing to impart. 
Well, listen, I will say this. I sure appreciate that. And, and, it, and it's always an honor for me to, to participate in, in that team summit and every, all the other events that you have going on because you're doing the real work. And, and um, I just like to partner with organizations that are doing that real work. And so you're definitely doing that. And I can honestly say I really wish we had an organization in the Mississippi Delta like this when I was coming up because all the things that you're talking about right now, I didn't learn these things until later on in life, you know, undergrad and graduate school and, and getting a real job. And so uh, you're, you're definitely doing the very important work. So let's talk a little bit now about the encouragement piece. Um, talk about how, how important that is because students get out there and, and sometimes they think the road that they're going to travel is really easy. But when they start hitting bumps in the roads or hills, um, they can, some of them can easy, you know, decide to quit. So talk about that encouragement piece. Sure. So encouragement for us looks like um, having having mentors in place that will not only talk to them on an individual basis, but putting them in group settings to where individuals are encouraging them. Encouragement for us looks like um, in the form of scholarships. We want to support you monetarily as best as we can because we are invested in your success. Um, encouragement is pairing them, if it's a younger student, pairing them with a college student that um, is already on campus where they are that they have met previously that say, I understand what it's like to be a freshman, so mm-hmm. I'm here to walk this with you. Um, some students, when they get, you know, on a university, they don't, you don't know the questions to ask. Right. And then you're afraid. You don't know who to connect with. So um, by using college mentors, hopefully someone's in place that you can reach out to, kind of like a big brother, a big sister that we can pair you with that help you stay. Because it's so disheartening to see kids go back home to what's familiar because they just don't have someone that they can reach out to or they're afraid to reach out to someone and nobody is familiar. Um, So encouragement for us looks like posting on social media, specifically just for teens to say, hey, we're here for you. We understand what you're going through. Um, Let's highlight the achievements that you have. Let's put other teens before you where you are, which is on where um, kids are active on social media. Right. Let's put positive people, youth and other teens before you in that setting that you can be encouraged and see, hey, they're my age. They've done this. They may have come from where I am. So I can do this, too. Excellent. Excellent. So Alicia, let, let, let's talk a little bit about um, about the roadblocks that, that you see um, students um, are dealing with right now in terms of, uh, you know, just even trying to, you know, they may not have that desire to be exposed. They may not even want to be equipped. And um, as far as being encouraged, they don't even want to hear it. So let's, let's kind of talk about, about that a little bit, because I think it's important for adults out there to understand sometimes what their, what their child or their youth may be dealing with and going through. So what kind of roadblocks do you see when you're trying to help students and it seems like they're not quite sure about themselves or to get over that hump? One of the things that we noticed is um, peer pressure or the desire to fit Mm -hmm. in, um, Mm. afraid of being different. So we're trying to put people in front of them that will encourage those critical thinking skills that you think for yourself. 
and mm-hmm. think about what you want to achieve rather than the temporal of what my friends may be doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's definitely a roadblock. Um, and the unfamiliarity with doing something different or being mm. different is a right. huge roadblock. So which leads us back to that other thing of exposure. Right. Um, if you've been exposed to it, you're a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, and then, so that's, that's the huge factor I see um, that gets in the way of teens. I, I think they ultimately have a desire to do good and, and want to achieve. Um, it's just a lot of things that are distracting or taking their focus um, or their inability to because they haven't been exposed to dream that right. I can do this or that I can make a difference that my life has purpose. So being in those situations to where you talk about that more, um, I think eliminates a huge roadblock. Um, Definitely, definitely teens being able to visualize themselves in a purposeful life. You know, I'm so glad that you said that because it's important for adults to to sit down and have those kind of conversations with their kids to to help them not only just talk about and think about dreams, but even help them with the possible roadmap. And, and partnering them up with adults who have traveled that path and maybe can kind of give them some um uh, some instructions or directions as to maybe if you try these two or three things right here and they can have some instant confidence in that. And, and that's what I love about what you're doing. You know, I can remember participating in the leadership summit and just all the other speakers who were there and even myself at the speaker. And I know the students are really enjoying me, but I was enjoying hearing the other speakers and hearing about their stories. And, um, I think your organization is doing a fantastic job of making sure that students are exposed to the right kind of people to help them overcome any any self-limiting beliefs that they may have about themselves. So thank you for that work. Thank you for that work. You're welcome. And, you know, if I may, when you, you sure. said something there, when you said self-limiting beliefs, and it takes me back to why we named it Country Kids. Mm. It's because I want kids to understand that even though you're from the South, even though you're from Mississippi, even though you're from Alabama, Tennessee, wherever it may be, there's a rural area in all of those. There's a rural area in probably in in all the all of the United States and outside of the United States. But regardless of where you come from, that you are just as capable as any individual that you consider to be living in an urban area. And so we wanted to create a sense of pride, if you will, of where you're from, that it's okay. And, you know, back to when we talked about, I I traveled to California when I was younger. Um, I remember my cousin used to say, my aunt would say, oh my God, when I do something up there, you can take a girl out the country, but you can't take the country (laughs) as a girl. You know, and that was just so (laughs) funny. But at the time it's like, whoa, wait a minute. But I took that and I thought and God placed up on my heart. OK, that's a good thing because I'm really proud of where I'm from. And right. The, the values that I've been taught and the experiences I've been allowed to have. And so pulling people in that may have been from the South or 
experience down south. That's where my grand, that's where my mom used to send me in the summertime. <laughs> right. Those things that you drew from and now you've moved on that you appreciate. Be proud of that and share that with other youth that are currently in that situation. So that's a way of encouraging them for us that you can be proud of being from the country or from the South and you can go on and excel to do great things. I I totally agree. And and when you said rural and country, I thought about something. And if you listen, just listen to this statistic right here. So about 60 million people, one in five people live in rural America. One in five. And when it comes to urban areas, they only make up 3% of the entire land mass in the country. So more than 80% of the population lives in a rural area. <laughs> right, right. So there. That is, that, that is pretty crazy there. So in, in reality, at some point, we're all from rural areas, um, you know, and, and I'm like you. I, I love being from the South. And, and I know people all this country are probably going to hear, hear this podcast, but there's a rural area somewhere, everywhere. And and I tell people all the time when I'm traveling throughout the country and speaking and, and people find out from I'm from Mississippi and they're like, you don't sound like you're from Mississippi, but I'm like, I am. And, and what I learned is that everywhere I go, any issue that we're having here in Mississippi or in the South, you're having them all over the world. Um, the only only factor is sometimes we get all the exposure, right? We get all the <laughs> all of the uh, all of the attention. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's good people. I think it's greater people in the South because we just kind of have that hospitality attitude and we just love each other. So um, I think you're doing good work, great work. So listen, so listen, uh, as we get ready to close here, because I know you're I know you're working and, and studying and doing some things that you're still in school. And, and that is that is motivating and exciting for me because you're still growing and still learning. So don't want to take up too much more of your time. So before I get to my five questions, I just have one other thing to, uh, that I want to ask you. So in terms of all of the things that you're doing with country kids and everything else, um, what what is your greatest desire to see for our youth? My greatest desire for youth is to see them be successful adults. And when I mean successful, I don't necessarily mean monetarily, but I mean for them to be, to live purposeful lives, Mm -hmm. to be impactful, and to give back to those that are coming behind them. Um, those that go through our organization to be alumni, to share and build, continue to be the village for the future. I love that. I love that. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So before I let you get out of here, so Alicia, it's been great having you on the show. And um, I know you have definitely shared some information with the audience to, to help them create some turning points. And, and I know parents out there, um, you've shared a lot of information that they have some kids to to expose their kids to different situations and and you have an organization that's actually equipping them and more importantly, encouraging them to take advantage of that. So before I get you out of here, I have five questions that I like to kind of run through so people can have a different perspective about you and uh, it's all fun. So are you ready? I am ready. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So question number one, uh, if you could have one superpower, what would that be and why? Okay, superpower. I would like the ability to clone myself. Clone yourself. (laughs) 
Okay, tell me more about that. I'll tell you why. Because um, my kids and my grandkids live in different states. I have one daughter and two sons, grandsons in Houston, and I have mm-hmm. a daughter and a grandson in Miami. And I live here so I could work and enjoy them at the same time. <laughs> And you can be in two places at the same time. So listen, if you're able to make that happen, you got to share that with me because I need that. Okay. I need that. (laughs) Yeah. I miss those grandbabies. (laughs) Well, I understand. I understand. All right. Question number two, if you have a billboard with anything on it, what would that billboard say and why? Oh, definitely. I I would say country and proud of it. (laughs) Everyone to realize where they're from is not a barrier for who they can become. I love that. Say that one more time. Where you come from is not a barrier to where you can go. I probably said it differently. <laughs> that's okay. I love that. I love that. And I think that's important for, for people to know because I think sometimes, uh, you know, even as adults, you know, we see ourselves being from somewhere and we let that stop us from going where we want to go. So I love that. Love that. Okay. So question number three, what movie could you watch over and over again and why? Okay. I am a drama comedy person. So my movie that gets me right from the time the title rolls is the movie Life with Eddie Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me why. Tell me why. Everything, because I I love comedy in that way. And that movie has some of the funniest lines in it to me. And you know, one of my funniest lines, one of my most memorable lines from that movie is the guy when they're in prison, well, they're in prison and and they're in the, uh, they're eating and the guy walks up and says, you going to eat that cornbread? That's what I'm talking about. Every time you see how you laugh from that, that always just <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, question number four. So what song do you constantly play on repeat whenever you're driving and you're on top of the, you know, you're on top of the world and you just like, you just got to jam out. What song is that? Take my music, especially on a Friday would probably be Mary J. Blige. I feel good. Mary J. Blige. I feel good. That sounds pretty good. I like that. I like Check that. Check it out. It's a it's a really good song. Um, I'm on top of the world. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. But any day during the week other than that is anything John P. Key gospel. Okay. All right. And last but not least, what makes you feel spot? What makes you feel inspired? Possibility and potential, and the po- why possibility time i reached age 45 i I ran my first 5k race and since then i've ran some half marathons and i never was athletic in school so from that point that lets me know trying new things is great that you don't know what the possibilities are out there if or what potential you have until you just try so possibilities Mm. and potential possibilities and potential i love it i love it Wow, Alicia, look, those those five questions, they have been they have been fun. You have kind of allowed me to get into your life a little bit and learn a little bit more about you. And so, listen, I'm going to do something a little bit different today. And um, and so normally when I ask people about that song that they constantly play on repeat, 
you know, I said, I, that's, that's great. And then I would just let the, let the podcast just end on that. But today, what I'm going to start doing is when people tell me what that song is, I'm going to see if I can find it. And we're going to play it and we're going to let that song kind of take us out. So I have your song. I have it here. <laughs> so listen, it has been fantastic having you on the show. So I'm going to let you get some parting words as we go out on Mary J. Blige today. Dr. Jones, thank you so much for having me. It's been a humbling, wonderful experience. Um, looking forward to having you impart words of wisdom with that your audience love listening to your show. Wish you much success. Thank you again so much. Well, thank you very much. And um, I appreciate everyone coming on the show. And we're going to end the show today with some Mary J. Blige. So thank you all. And we look forward to y'all visiting the show next week.
feel too damn good. Set the good. 